moonlit musings for mums, madams, and meat packers. Oh, never mind, I must have misheard. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On Talk Radio. Now is here. So simple and so clear. sounds old and you don't sound well but that's beautiful there's a new nick jones compilation out an introduction to nick jones nick is spelled n-i-c and remember we had nick on the show uh just a, just an amazing an amazing uh, uh voice and guitarist whose, whose career um kind of came to it well it came to an end when he was involved in a terrible car crash in about 1980 or 81 i think it was i can't quite remember um and he was seriously brain damaged and um kind of ended everything but there's this compilation uh, an introduction to nick jones nic uh, and there's two new songs on there so it's, so get it buy it because you know there's an awful legal thing where he doesn't own i think he only owns penguin eggs which is the best album but he doesn't own the rest of the stuff and he and and the people that own it won't, won't give them any won't give the joneses any money <laughs> won't, won't let them put them out as a box set won't let them release them won't let them do anything with them um and they won't give them any money and i kind of know some of the politics there's a bit of rivalry the guy that owns the label that's bought them was a failed apparently this is the side from the joneses was a failed folk singer himself and was very jealous of Nick. And so he bought Nick, he bought Nick Jones's back catalogue and he bought a couple of other people's back catalogues and then won't let the family licence them or do anything with them. So the, the Noah's Ark trap, which I think is a masterpiece as well, you, you can't get anymore. You want to buy it. It's like 200 quid. Uh, and you just cannot get it. Um, but, but that is awful. Uh, the, the time, I just read the word awful on the screen. That's, that's what an idiot I am. I just read the word. That is beautiful. That is now. It's not awful. It's the au contraire. It's stunning. It's wonderful. And it's, it's some song, man. It's some song. And I love the Joneses uh, so much. 03444. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 Tell no, them why no. we're not taking calls, please. Um, well, it's your own fault. Um, we're, we're taking no more calls because we said we no. were going to judge... The quality of the phone calls, yep. and we were going to come to a conclusion at the end. Once yep. we had one more call, or if we didn't have another call, we were just going to close the phone lines. Apparently, some people we were trying to get through, and there may be a fault on the lines. But that's not our problem. Happy accident. That's that's the way it goes. So no calls, no calls. And if I say the phone number, Catherine, I want you to spit at me. Oh, have you no. ever spat at anybody? No. It really is. I mean, it is. It, it's not as bad as a punch. No, but it's brutal. It's brutal. It's it's. Is it humiliation? They're going for, I mean, tuberculosis as well, it could be going for. It's, um, it's, it's humiliating, isn't it? It's animalistic. Mm. I think the only reason I would spit in someone's face is if I, my life was at risk and I was being pinned down. Okay, okay, but what would that, that, all that would do would anger them more. Well, that's going to get them even angrier. It might make them loosen their grip a little bit in shock. Um, and then, uh, yeah, loosen their grip to to wipe their face, and then slap you, and wow. then kill you. Double, double quick time. Um, yeah, I don't think. I mean, as a kid, I probably, probably did it. Coppers get spat at. Yeah, a lot, horrible. Which is disgusting, isn't it? Talk, there was talk of introducing spit guards. So, oh, your hair's gone all Rod Stewart now. You've just moved your headphones. <laughs> she moved her headphone forwards, and a little like a pineapple appeared on the top. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, footballers spit, don't they? Oh, oh, spitting is not at each other. No, there's like just flop gobbing. out a greenie. Yeah. yeah, well they have to. Oh, I spit. I spit in the streets. Oh, I'd hate that. I'm a street spitter. Not in. No, I do it private. You know, I don't do it so people can see me because I don't want to be in Heat magazine. Twitter is the new Heat magazine, isn't yeah. it? I don't want to be um, outed as a spitter, but I spit in public. Oh yeah. Not got a problem with that at all. Sometimes you have to for uh, medicinal reasons. I've never done it. So how come I'm not ill? When we leave tonight... No. I want you to... No. Pull, get, pull something up. Do a, a grolly. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's horrible. Ah! Stop it! I'm going to vom... I'm not copying a loogie. Let's do it. <laughs> no! Fairy freeing. Horrible. Have you never done the thing where you hang over the top of a no. stairwell? And see how long it can... I can never do long ones, but I had a friend who could do it, like, three foot. Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. It is disgusting. I mean, it's, it's, it's a skill. It's, life. It's, it. it's a skill, but it's a skill that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, it's life. Apart from a punch um, in the nose. It's life, and you just got to deal with it, and that's just the way it is. Can we... Um, okay. We're going we're gonna to play a game. Me and you, Catherine. No yeah. callers, because I don't want any callers, right? We're going to play a game. Um... But you've got to work out what the game is. Does okay. that mean I'm making up the game? No, no, no. I've, I've made up the game. You've got to work out what the game is. It's the game... Oh, right, I know. What? It's going to be some sort of variation on lock poker. Of course it is. The lion sleeps tonight. Um... Um... Rockin' Robin? We're in. Eye of the Tiger. OK. Um... The birdie song. Too much monkey business. Mm. Hound dog. Ooh. Yeah. Teddy bear. Oh. Bear. So it counts. Yeah. Um. What's new, pussy cat? Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. 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 We got a game going. This is fine. I can work with this. Um. Mm, oh, this is good. Okay. Okay. Um. Three cool cats. Okay. What like a panther? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm going to have to start introducing a timer. Let me get the bell out. Start introducing the timer. <laughs> getting serious. This is getting serious, and I'm great that it's great that there's no callers to, to annoy us about it. Right. Yeah. Okay, 10-second timer starts now. You've got to do the 10 seconds. Um, you've got to count it out loud so we can hear it. It's going to put you off. Well, and I'm also thinking of my next answer, so no. Well, you need to do it, otherwise I'll be here all day. Just don't be here all day. Well, we've got to have a timer, otherwise it doesn't count. Um... Uh, Ten. All right, here we go. Nine, here we go. Here we go. Eight. Um, seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Well, well, uh, what's new, Pussycat? I've already done that one, so I win. Bollocks. Okay. <laughs> I was going to do Baby Shark. Okay. 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 Fine. There Baby we go. Shark. Baby Shark. That's a silly song, isn't it? The best songs are silly. Yeah. You don't get. I, don't, I say this. I don't know because I don't pay attention to the charts anymore. I was going to say you don't get novelty songs. 
so much. Novelty songs are big in the 80s and 90s. Mr Blobby, uh, the Arthur, da the firm, Star Trek in Arthur Daly, those kind of things. You don't tend... Baby Shark, I suppose, is the, close, yeah. the closest... I'm not sure where that's charting these days. The, well, the chart is now on plays, isn't it? It's not on, on uh -huh. buys yeah. or even on downloads. It's, it's plays. What does that mean? So if I, if I had the time, I could release a single and I would just keep clicking on it and clicking on it and get the plays up and i get a million plays, then... Um, uh, so, so what does that mean? I'm number one all of a sudden. Yeah. I'm number one in the charts, the hit parade. You'd think that maybe a record company with all its immense riches would be able to devise some sort of software that would do that automatically. I reckon 200 years, mm -hmm. 100 years, pop will be dead, rock will be dead, it'll, it'll all be gone, because all of the rock legends will be gone, right? All of the pop stars will be gone, and it'll just be a thing. In the, gone, I mean, is in the same way as classical music is gone. It's gone. It's still... Yeah, OK, we've got the old recordings and we know, you know, there, there are two classic... three classical ra radio stations that play, like, the 15 best classical things, but there are, like, thousands of classical songs. Yeah, because there's about 400 years' worth. Yeah. You don't think there'll be 400 years' worth of rock and roll? No. No, 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 no. Pop will eat itself. Oh? We're, we're right when they said pop will eat itself. It will. It'll disappear because it's not as good. Well, it's not as good. The Beatles will be around forever, but but the, what will be around for the hundred years from now? It'll be like twenty Beatles songs will you be don't around. Think people will be reminiscing about Bieber. In when? Well, like twenty years, thirty years. Yeah, in a hundred years, no. In a hundred years, Bieber will be gone. Bieber will be a footnote. Gaga, gone. Taylor Swift, gone. Madonna, she'll still be touring. <laughs> Um, she will, though. If she can find a way, that's the one. She's going to get herself frozen and regenerated. Uh, She'll have robot legs. Someone, I saw someone do a tweet <laughs> saying uh, there was an interview with Madonna and it was about her kids and about her, and all, and what she was wearing and all of that. And he said, do you know what? I'd love to read a really good interview with Madonna where she talks about her music yeah. and how she got that sound. She and what complained her about that interview, didn't she? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Did, was that a thing? Yeah, she said that she felt kind of violated What by interview? It. Who was it? Let me have a look. It wasn't us, was it? No. Um, uh, like, she, they're right. It's, it, 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 you know, you get so many interviews with Jack White about how he gets, the, you know, how he gets the inspiration and the song and the sound. I want to know how Madonna, what, what, where, where, like a virgin came from, yeah. where the look came from. Was that entirely her? Did she have a stylist? Did she? I want to know, you know, what was she thinking when she did American Pie? What, all of that stuff. I want to know all of that stuff. So do I. Were no, you I... upset by? Were you upset by? You, you must have known that, uh, like a prayer, was good. Or, or the, the, was the one where it's two gay men kissing. You know, I, the, that was the Truth or Dare film, wasn't it? Yeah. You must have known that'll be controversial. God, Did you, you care? Have you seen that documentary about what happened after Truth or Dare with all those dancers? Yeah, that's sad, isn't it? That's sad. That's poor, poor guys. It's they were kids, weren't they? Going back to the Imani Coppola podcast that's done with this guy Boyce, B-O-I-C-E, I thoroughly recommend it. And she talked. he said, like, so you're 18, you're a pop star, you've been signed by Sony, there was a bidding war for her. She said, we did three tracks, there was a bidding war. She mm -hmm. said, it was nuts. You can't imagine that now, there's a bidding war. And I'm never done a, I've never done a concert before. My first concert was at a Sony, you know... Um, like a showcase. Showcase thing. at a yeah. Sony thing. So I, I'd never done... A, all I'd done was musical theatre. So imagine her doing musical theatre. So all I did was musical theatre, so it was very jazz hands. And then they sent me on tour around the world. I'd never done a concert. And he said, but you must have had someone there, like, guiding you, telling you what to wear and stuff. She went, no, nobody. Just put a band together and they sent me off. She didn't have any... 
like persons guiding her on what she should wear, how she should behave, how she might want to yeah. behave in an in. Didn't have any of that. Polar opposite to what happens now with people like, I don't know, the people that Simon Cowell picks up. Yeah. I mean, they get everything yeah. absolutely paired right back. Yeah. And they don't have that much say no, in what happens. Because he knows exactly what formula works. And this was 96, 97, I think, Legend of a Cowgirl, Chupacabra, the album came out. And uh, it was, to me feels incredibly recent. Of course, it's 23 years ago, you know, yeah. it's a quarter of a century ago almost. But 96, 97 is like, that was last week, surely. But she didn't have anything, didn't have anything. And then when she got dropped by the label, she said she went nuts, you know. Uh, I, I, I do find... I've always found this the most fascinating bit of a pop star's career is the bit just the, just on the cusp, just as it starts to go down. The monkey for the monkeys it was when they made their movie head and they said they didn't want to do a third series of the TV show. Just starts going dark. I always find that the most. You know, the Beatles. It was um, there's a couple of of, of of kind of down periods, but the, the bigger than Jesus, and that they're having to do press conferences in America and their concerts aren't selling out. This is the thing that no one says after the bigger than Jesus. We all know about the the the, be- the burning of the Beatles albums. He's you know Southern yeah. states, but they were getting death threats. They were having the Ku Klux Klan. There's a I've played the clip before there's a video of a Ku Klux campaign saying we will do whatever it takes so and the concerts were not selling out they were playing 15,000 seater arenas that where they'd only sold 7,000 tickets well they'd also crossed the clan by not going with segregation didn't yeah, they so yeah, they'd rather yeah. not play at all and I find that whole period fascinating and that's why they stopped touring you know and, and then they kind of turned it around and came back with Sergeant Peppers and stuff but I find I just that's when it when it gets dark yeah that's when I find it fascinating in that film we watched it, uh, Scorsese is it no no what was it, it? Was Ron Howard eight days a week Ron Howard yeah. sorry it's not, yeah. it's not a great film, but there's some good bits in it. No, but the it. bit that I didn't know about was the clue, was the segregation stuff because yeah. um, they're making a stand. They, they didn't know they were making a stand, did they? They just thought it was weird, and yeah. then of course it became a thing. But I didn't know about that, and I didn't know um, just how miserable being at the Shea Stadium end of things was. You know, yeah. when they're talking about sitting in the van and going, I can't do this yeah, anymore, yeah. I can't do this anymore. Absolute desperation. You know, and John writing help because his soul oh, was crying out. You, you know, know? The, real, the, 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 real, the real dark period is when they played in the Philippines. You know that? So they're doing a tour of the Far East, right? Didn't they and get beaten up or something? They go and play the Philippines, Manila, and they do a, a, a concert. And then um, they get told the next morning they've been invited to... Uh, the, what's her name? The woman with the shoes in Melda Marcos. Uh, been, you've been in, well, the, that night after the concert, right, guys, we've got to go to... Brian Epstein comes in. We, we've been invited to see Melda Marcos. We're not going. We're knackered. Knackered. We've been flying. We've just done a concert. I'm not going. Lads, we've really got to go. Not going. OK, fine, I'll tell her. Uh, and so he tells her, and she takes it as a huge snub. The Beatles then turn on the TV uh, the next day, and it's all about um, people screaming, Beatles, go home, we don't want them. And they're like, what? And they open the door, and their guards of their hotel room, gone. All the police have gone, everybody's gone. And they then have to make their own way with their guitars and Ringo's drums. This is the thing, right? So it's the Beatles, couple of roadies, Brian Epstein, carrying the kit. And what era Beatles is this? This is 65. Right. 65. Is it 66, 65, 66? They've gone from the the, the mop tops, right? This is the end of the touring. And so they're carrying the stuff. They've got no police escort. They're going out in the street. They're getting spat on. Basically, it's like it's the equivalent of them getting their dicks out and waving them out at the Queen. You know, this Mm. is the the kind of Ferrari. They get to the airport and they're surrounded by people who are kicking them. 
and punching them. And they've had a life, three years of luxury and of, of, of protection and everybody. And they're getting spat on and um, they, they're told they've got to pay over like £20,000 that they've got to pay, otherwise they won't be allowed on the plane. And, and, and they're terrified. And even Lennon, the, the, even Lennon was, was cacking himself and shuts up. And then they get on the plane and then I think it's Brian Epstein and it's, I think it's Mal Evans, maybe Neil Aspinall, told, you've got to get off the plane now. And they get off and they think, well, that's it. They're going to be killed. Yeah. They're going to be executed. And the Beatles get out. And it's and there's an interview with them as they la- just as they, uh, they landed, I guess, at Heathrow. And the Beatles are furious. They're scared. They're humiliated. They're sat there. And it's incredible because you wouldn't get that now. They go, so, guys, I believe you've had a bit of a tough time in, in the... I'll I tell you what, I'll find it because it's incredible. You never hear an interview like that. Um, we'll f- play it in a second. This, dear listener, don't call in. We're not taking calls for the last hour. They've just been not been good enough. We're just going to chat. This is The Late Night Alternative with Kath and Ian on Talk Radio. This is Talk Radio. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, whatever. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. Okay, so we're going to go back to the Madonna interview in a minute. Uh, Nick has very kindly sent me, so saving me the trouble of finding it. The, this is the Beatles uh, as they just returned from the Philippines, right? Mm-hmm. This is. Can you? I don't know if you could. Can you boost the computer? You boost, whack it way up because I've got it as high as I can. Here we go. We got to the airport. I'm just going to go back a little bit. Here we go. So this is the Beatles just land, literally landing. At the airport. I mean, did somebody? Did, did they come up and start physically threatening you? Yeah, no, we, we got. No, go on. You say we that. got to the airport. And our road managers had a lot of trouble trying to get the equipment in because the escalators had been turned off and things. So we got there and we so got So they were doing that. The escalators they off. were doing everything they could to make it as hard for them as possible. And embarrassing yeah. and humiliating. Yeah, yeah, turn the escalators off. Uh, put into the transit lounge. And then we got pushed around from one corner of the lounge to, to another, you know. You treat like ordinary passenger. Ordinary yeah. passenger, you were saying. <laughs> we're saying ordinary passenger. What, he doesn't get kicked, does he? <laughs> And so they started knocking over our road managers and things, and everyone was falling all over they the place. They started worrying you when the road manager got knocked over. Yeah, and well, I swear got... there was 30 of them. What do you say there were? Well, I saw five in sort of outfits, you know, that were sort of doing it, the actual kicking and, and booing and shouting. Did you get kicked? So they're getting, they're getting kicked. By the Beatles uniform. are getting kicked. Neil Aspinall, who's a big fella, he's taller than me, getting pushed over 
in a foreign country, it's terrifying. No, I was very booing and shouting. Did you get kicked? No, I was very delicate and moved every time they touched me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, thought I was petrified. I don't. I could have been kicked and not known it. I just know I was getting booed. You have been if you're going to have these battles. You yes, know, well, yeah, but yeah, just yeah. never go to any nut houses again. Yeah. Would you go to Manila again, George? Oh, no, I didn't even want to go that time. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, we'd heard that it was a terrible place anyway, and when we got there, it was proved. Very sort of cowardly anyway of them, because they were obviously, you know, trying to make it rough for us and knew we couldn't do anything back because all the papers had sort of turned against us. So, you know, if they'd have started something, it would have been all the Filipinos there against us probably. And we couldn't even say anything on the way to the plane. Like the press was saying, some of them that hadn't quite seen it with radios, you know, they'd been waiting at the other end. So, well, what was it like? There's a bit of booing going on, but never, you know, yeah. will you be back? And yeah. I was dying to say, God, I don't know. What you need is a large... What you need is a large... There's a longer version of that, but they're, they're, that, that, that's pretty much it. Imagine, they're the Beatles. They're the biggest thing in the world, and they're getting kicked and pushed and shoved and horrendous. That That is actually a very tame account of it. There is another... I've heard other accounts that, where it's, it's much more graphic. Now, this Madonna thing. Yeah, this is about uh, the New York Times profile um, that you referred to. I, I haven't read it. Have you read it? No. Well, Madonna's read it, and she's not happy. This is according to Vulture, which you can get online, Yeah. Um, by Hunter Harris. In a lengthy post on Instagram Thursday morning, she shared a pair of outtakes and a criticism of the piece. To say that I was disappointed in the article would be an understatement. It seems you can't fix society in its endless need to diminish, disparage or degrade that which they know is good, especially strong, independent women, Madonna wrote. The journalist who wrote this article spent days and hours and months with me and was invited into a world which many people don't get to see but chose to focus on trivial and superficial matters such as the ethnicity of my stand-in or the fabric of my curtains and oh. never-ending comments on my age which would never have been mentioned if I'd been man. It's nuts. Sit down with us. So, so the, 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 the sound on, on Like a Virgin, right? How, was, how much of that was yours? How much of the song did you have when you went in? Yeah. Was it the producer that came up with the sound? Or was that what you imagined and you com- communicated that to them? When, when that, you know, what did it feel like having eight-year-old girls singing Like a Virgin? Yeah. What, what was is that it, like? Is it exhausting after co- having to continually reinvent yourself? Or yeah. do you find it a process that you enjoy? Where do you get your inspiration have from? Have you got a team? Are you doing it all? Do you just, you know, are you, are you lying in bed and suddenly you wake up, go, right, the, I know what the next look is going to be. Are there any things that didn't work that you, Boom. you know, all these different things. That's what you want to know. That's what you want to know. Yeah, Madonna says she's sorry she spent even five minutes with the Times writer and that she felt trash. raped by the experience. Well, okay, she says, okay. and yes, I'm allowed to use that analogy having been raped at the age of 19, she said. Okay, okay. In the all profile, right. Madonna used a rape analogy on the writer Vanessa Grigoriadis. Um, oh. Sorry? My headphones come out, I think. Yes, you're still on. We're still broadcasting. Oh. We can hear you. Um, we don't need the headphones. We're not no, exactly. Anyone. She contemplates that women these anyone. days were trying to not to use that word metaphorically. All right, so she corrected the woman. Okay. Right. Madame X, Madonna's 14th studio album, will be released on June 14th. Look forward to that. I don't look forward to it. I'm not a massive fan, but I would like to read I, I, as an icon, as, a, as, a, as a, a very important musician in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, let's get some... You know, I sit there and read... I don't really get by rock magazines anymore because I just find them... All the interviews are like Crosby, Stills and Nash and stuff. I've heard the stories and yeah. all the other bands I'm not interested in. I kind of appreciate the fact that she's she's out there doing a thing, you know, and um, I'm, it may not always be for me, but she makes some, she makes some bold choices. Like a virgin, touch for the very first 
time. Shame about her boobs being that shape, though, wasn't it? Yeah, so it's, well, but that, she but seems to have sorted that out. That is is one of the great triumphs that she managed to be successful despite having ice cream tits. <laughs> ice cream cone tits. We're doing it now. Yeah, yeah. You're you doing it. You did yeah, it. Yeah, no, you I did started it. it. Um, despite how uh, revealed the twelve toys that will be top of children's Christmas lists this year. I like these because I want to see where we're in. Uh, although my boys, it's just it's just video games. Yeah, my girls want expansion packs and stuff now for games they already can have. We, can I have a phone? No. Yeah. When can I get one? When you're 21? Oh, do you live in my house? Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I have exactly the same conversation. When you're 21? Really? But, but mum says I can get one when, you, when I'm 12. I said, well, that's a conversation I'm having with mum. Because I don't think you should get one at 12. No. So that's another thing. Not no. 12, another thing. Despite how far away it may seem in the summer sun, the Christmas countdown has officially begun, with Saturday marking 200 days until Christmas. Oh, my God, no. Let's not start counting down. Uh, Argus has unveiled the annual list of predictions for this year's toys. Oh, this is great. This is great. What do we got? For instance, legions of Fortnite fans will be keen to snap up the Fortnite Battle Bus. Oh, that yeah. is great. This is a toy bus with a balloon on it. All right, can I see how big it is? I've seen the figures. Is it for the figures or are there different there things? There are tiny figuring? figures. Yeah. For 40 quid and recreate, recreate their own Battle Royale using the character figurines included. All right, well, we're getting that. Meanwhile, movie lovers can grab the iconic Lego Harry Potter Night Bus. What okay, is that? that's fun. For £35, as featured in the hit film Prisoner of Azkaban. That's quite a good price for a Harry Potter, a big thing like that. Yeah. Or spend £35 on the animated seven-inch real walking buzz from Toy Story 4. Okay. Uh, £60 Paw Patrol Mighty Pup Super Poor Jet. <laughs> <laughs> Paw Patrol, I'm so glad that's not part of my life anymore. Meanwhile, younger children... May also love Peppa Pig's playset, £40, an interactive theatre featuring the globally recognised star. We've got loads of Peppa Pig stuff under the bed at the moment and that got played with and played with and played with. It was a huge favourite. Here we go. It's predicted that Boppy, the booty-shaking llama, which costs £25, will charm kids and adults with the ability to enthusiastically twerk to three preset songs and YouTube yeah. videos. Yeah, within... A month, the batteries will have gone out of one if we get one. Fans of programmes like Our Planet may be keen for their children to snap up animal towels like toys like Owlies, a £50 interactive toy that can be rescued, take care of and even teach to fly. And animal lovers can explore over 100 different interactions with the most expensive toy on Argus's list, the for real cubby bear, which costs 80 pounds. Those interactive toys are always crap. Mm, yeah. They're always... Oh, Peter Jenkinson, well done, mate. You know what his job title is? Toyologist. Oh. The Toyologist. Dream, the dream job. Toyologist Peter Jenkinson said, this year's top toys list is a great representation of the entire toy market. There's something that will appeal to every child and of all ages. Uh, toy, I want to be a toyologist. How do you, I mean, he's made that up, right? Yeah, like the kid from Big. What? He was a toyologist, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, he Was that his title? He was sort of going and trialling them, yeah. I guess that's oh, okay. what it is. Okay. Um, all right, we'll take a quick break. This is Talk Radio. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, mate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
know, it's that <laughs> after midnight thing where the computer just slows down. We're not taking calls tonight. We had a, we had a, a rush of decent calls in the second hour, but uh, not enough really. And I don't want to put pressure on you guys. I don't want to put pressure on you. You went up to the job, and that's fine. Chill out. It's the weekend. Chill out. It's birthday weekend for me. Uh, and I'm uh, celebrating my birthday by hanging out with Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> that's weird, isn't it? Uh, if you're coming to the Kelsey Grammer thing on Sunday, I I I I, I don't really know what to. Uh, all I'm not that nervous about it actually, but all I know is it, it cannot be as bad as Chevy Chase, the Chevy Chase thing that we talked about with Mike Reed. Can't be as bad as that, right? Oh no, you just, oh no, you pulled a face to say it could be. Oh, <laughs> oh no, Cass. what I was going to say is not unless you try really hard. I mean, take a tennis racket, maybe a guitar. Uh, te- it's tempting, isn't it? But not many people will get the joke, so I won't. <laughs> um, what should I wear? Not wearing a suit. No, I would wear smart trousers, shirt. I mean, he will be smart, won't he? I think yeah, he's, he's quite a, a dapper guy. chap. Yeah. Not wearing jeans. Have a wash. I'll do that. I'll have a shave. I'll have a moustache. Yeah. Um, just something. I don't want to wear a shirt. Just be clean. I don't want to wear the jeans. No, no, no shirt. Right, no, no shirt in your pants, no then. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a unique experience. 90 minutes on stage with Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. 45-minute interview, 45-minute Q&A. I think that's a little bit too long for the Q&A, but that's what he wanted. But, you know, you're there with someone who wants to tell his stuff, you know. Oh, he's a good old storyteller. I spent an hour with him a few weeks ago. Um, We had coffee together in a very, very posh private club in Mayfair. But it's not so much of an interviewing job, is it? You're sort of hosting it. That's kind of it. Oh, yeah. I've just got to prod him to get his stories. I was going to look up... I've, I've read his book, but that's 25 years old. He's had three wives since then. So it was... um, uh, And I'm going to do a little bit more digging around on Sunday, Sunday morning, uh, before I go go and meet him and stuff. And it's just getting him to get the stories. And I'll speak to him beforehand again and say, look, are there any really good stories that I might miss that you you, want to get out there? He said, everything is up for grabs. No off limits. I'm not going to ask him about his politics because I'm not interested, but I'm sure someone will in the Q&A. Yeah. I'm sure someone will. I, I wish they wouldn't because... What's he going to say? He likes someone that you don't like. But I'm sure someone will. It's fine. He's cool with that. He's happy to talk about it. Um, we've already, t- Me and him have already talked about the drugs. I said, oh, yeah, we have something in common, Kelsey. We both love cocaine. <laughs> but, ah, but he still drinks. He still drinks. He's one of those, the, the, the lucky ones that he, was, he ordered a very complicating sounding, complicated sounding martini, I think it was. It had an olive in it, so it must have been a martini. I've never had that. No, and he was it was in a very posh private members club, and he was. Yes, can you? Woman said, can, "Would you like a drink, waitress? Would you like a drink? Yeah, can you? Uh, do you have?" Um, he named like a, a, a They named a drink and a mixer. Uh, oh no, maybe no, maybe. Do you have the, the naming all these mixes? You've been yes, because I like that. But just a, a dash of that and, a, and an I'll. Uh, I was thinking, I don't know what language you're speaking. You know what that is, though? That's yeah. like extreme privilege. Yeah, yeah, To be yeah. able to slow everything down. I want it just how I want it. Yeah. And I know exactly what brand I want. And if yeah. you haven't got that, then forget about it. Um, and he was lovely. You know, he's he's he was lovely. Yeah. I thought he was lovely. He's very straight to the point. He said, you can ask about absolutely anything you want. My, my, the only thing I'm nervous about, not interviewing him, now I've met him, is doing it in front of... A thousand people, right. eight hundred people, whatever it is, in, on, on the stage of a West End theatre. That's the that's going to be the weird thing is doing that. What would make me nervous about doing something like that is yeah. you're surrounded by people who know more about him than you do. Yeah, and there's that thing of right, okay, exactly. I want to do. I, 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 you know, it's like if I had one of the monkeys on, I wouldn't want to ask. So, how did you four guys get together? Yeah. What, where did you get the name from? What, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to do the, the obvious stuff. 
you, with something like this, you've got to bridge that gap, haven't yeah. you? You've got to do some slightly obvious stuff. It's slightly different for him because he's not a pop star, but you've got to do some slightly obvious stuff for those people who are the casual fan and it's yeah. been bought as a, a Father's Day gift or yeah. a birthday present for a wife or something. But you've also got to try and get something a little bit deeper because I'm going to realize tickets were between 25 and 200 quid. My goodness. You know, exactly. People have paid a lot of money for this. So I want to make sure people get their money. Sold. So you've got to do slightly deeper stuff, yeah. but without alienating 90% of the audience. But that's what I'm nervous about. Doing it in front of 800 people, some of whom have paid £200. Yeah. I've never stood in front of an audience that's paid £200 before. But you and he are on the same side. You yeah. want to give those people yeah, yeah, what yeah. they want. That's totally. the thing. You're not. It's not like doing an interview. You're not Parkinson. You're not getting people on who are prepared to hold things back, and they've got a certain thing that they want to push. Yeah. He's laying it all out there, which is great. A really, a really I'm nice position notes. to be in. I've got a notebook. I'm going to go on. I think I've got my notes in here. I'm going to go on with this, my crappy little notebook, because it's going to make me feel safe. Um, but the notes I've got. Uh, his dad I think you should was murdered. use that pen I gave you with the uh, cat on the end of it. I, I, I've been using that. They're good pens. His dad was murdered when he was thir- when his dad was 38. Uh, his sister was raped and murdered. And I'm, and it's cool to talk about that, because he writes about it in the book, and I said, look, I would really like to talk to you about your sister Karen um, and what happened. Are you OK with that? Because if you're not, I won't go there. But mm-hmm. are you OK? So, yeah, sure, sure, please ask me about that. I'm happy to talk about that. You know, horrific. Studied with Robin Williams and Christopher Reeve. Uh, he was a Christian scientist. Don't know if he still is. He's a, he was a surfer. Uh, as a teenage... Oh, jeez, man. As a teenager, he thought he was Jesus. Oh, well, I mean, that's a thing. <laughs> He's been struck by lightning. For thinking he was Jesus. <laughs> I've heard that can happen. Um, he was... He was um, one of his partners uh, used to beat him. Gosh, right. One of his partners used to beat him and belittle him and, you know, tell him he was a worthless piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, so it's domestic violence. And he was ugly. She was like a really hot model and a little bit younger than him and would would say, well, why would I want to have sex with you? you you're, you're fat and ugly. God, you're hideous. That, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, th- that, that's all I got from his book that ends in 1993, so... I, I expect he, some other things have happened since. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be... Wow, what a life. Yeah, what a life. What a life. Um, so, yeah, there's some quite... That's all pretty dark, actually. I need to get some jokes. But we'll talk about how he got cheers. We'll talk about how the woman that played Diane, the first woman before the second woman from Look Who's Talking. Mm-hmm. Before Kirstie Alley. Before Kirstie Alley. She hated him. Oh, did she? Because he was brought in, like, season three or something because it was just starting to get a little bit flat. And so they needed to bring in someone who could deliver, like, you know, like, sharp witty put-downs. Yeah. So they got Frasier in as, like, a guest character to appear in, like, five episodes. Um, Shelley Long. Shelley Long. And he was, like, a hit straight away. Was This unknown actor was it suddenly was a huge hit, so he got, obviously, you know, became a, a focal part of the show. And she hated him. And there she, um, on, when she, I wonder if it's on here, Shelley Long, Emmys, uh, Frasier. Um, I wonder if this is it. Let me just have a listen. Let's have a listen to this. She slagged him off in a speech. What? Yeah. And I'll... the winner is... So this is the Emmys, 1983. Shelley Long for two. <laughs> I don't think she is. I think this is going to be cut out. Or, or maybe it was in the next year, because it's described here as a humble speech 
from Shelley Long. I wonder... to say how very honoured I feel. I don't think that's it. Oh, I don't think that's it. Um, I wonder, maybe uh, Shelley Long um, rude about Kelsey Grammer Emmys uh, uh, awards. Awards. Um, uh, did Shelley Long try to get Kelsey Grammer fired? Um, yeah, I can't find it, but yeah, she was at some awards thing and she, she said on stage, I hate, I hate the character Frasier. Um, and was really rude. And then she, but then she appeared in an episode of Frasier, but according to his book, he, so it's his side of the story, um, she, before she came out on stage, on the, the set to do it, he got summoned to her dressing room to uh, to to go through some issues that she had with him. So who knows? Maybe you know. Maybe he was he was doing a lot of coke at the time, so he probably was an a hole. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she got. I've I've been summoned to dressing rooms to to clear the air. I have to do those uh, th- th- those kind of things. But it's um it's gonna be a good night. You're coming. Yes, I can't wait. Katie Puckrick is She's uh, my date. Is your your date for the uh, the, the um. Uh, for the event, my sister's coming, and it's my birthday. What a great way to say! I hate birthdays, hate them. I'm doing nothing to celebrate it. I'm seeing my kids tomorrow at their school fate, uh, and then I'm I'm hanging out with with uh, Kelsey Grammer. What is? As I haven't got the phone box open, could you come on your open your microphone, open it loud and proud, and tell me what the out time is, please? He's he's not worked it out. No, come on! Don't tell me in my ears. Come on your microphone. You're coming on the radio. You, 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 when you've got it, come on the air. Come on the air. Uh, and say, I've lost my pen now, so I can't write it down. You'll have to write it down for me, Catherine, and re- remind me. Uh, all right. That's the thing. What have you got? What have you got? Oh, didgeridoo wielding man. Yes. Father of 12 heard a man break in to his house and instantly got up to tackle the intruder. Clad yes. only in boxing, boxer shorts, he rushed downstairs and gave chase as the villain tried to make his escape. Yeah. Kim from Adelaide, Australia, called to his neighbours for backup, Nine News reported. Once he was sure the miscreant couldn't get away, Kim popped home to get... His didgeridoo. Here we go. As yes, would. He told reporters that he planned on playing a couple of quick tunes while waiting for local police to come and take the man into custody. <laughs> the suspect, a 32-year-old man from near, nearby Fulham Gardens, was arrested a short time later by the police, charged with aggravated serious criminal trespass and theft and set to appear in court in August. Uh, the guy said, I was gaining on him and I knew it wasn't going far, so I got the boys to cordon off the area, me out there in all me glory. Wow. I did notice I ran faster. Naked. There we go, you see. <laughs> With his didgeridoo. The late night lip service for lovers, loners, and lounge lizards. Yeah, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Oh, I've forgotten your name already, excuse me. On Talk Radio. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 